everyone. Welcome to another episode of What is a Podcast. The podcast that wants you to know that I care about you and I want to check on you. Are you doing okay? Please let me know if you're doing okay, if you're not doing okay. What what we need to do to, to get through this situation. Part of that is throwing yourself into the world of content and that's sort of what I want to talk about today um because like the days are are running together like I am barely certain of what day today is I'm pretty sure I'm recording on Wednesday um but I'm I'm not sure entirely what what today is but the days are running together I'm staying in the house. I'm sure you're staying in the house unless you have a job that still requires you to be out. If you work at a grocery store or if you are a nurse or a doctor. And I salute you, truly. I am virtually saluting you. I am, you have to take my word for it, but I am saluting. And through the microphone, through the radio waves or whatever, I hope you feel the salute that I'm saluting right now. Um... But yeah, I think we might be going back to work soon, but I kind of hope we don't. Um, I was looking on the internet and some of the Republicans, I don't think the Democrats are saying it, but some of the Republicans are saying, we need you to get back to work because we're fucking the money up. And if you go back to work, some of you are going to die, but it's going to be worth it. That's essentially what they're saying is that, we need people to go to work, and by doing that, some people are going to die, but we need people to die because the money isn't looking right right now. It's essentially what they're saying, as if I have that correct. And I don't want to get too political on this podcast, on this episode anyway, but what the entire fuck, right? What the fuck is that all about? Like, you, you're just like, oh, we're just going to let people die? Like, yeah, y'all are just going to have to die, some of you, right? I think they said, like, it was, like, 1% to 2%, which is bigger than you might think. There's 300 million people in America, so, like, 1% of that, and forgive my math, but 1% of that is still, like, a huge amount of people, like, probably, like, at least, like, 30,000, 3,000, something starting with a three. Um, So, going in through that, that's... And having people just die just to get the money is is honestly fucked, right? And then just leaving people out there, that's fucked up. And if we can conserve our people, which is what you're supposed to do if you're in politics, right? You're supposed to protect the people. It should be, yo, let's do this social distancing for as long as we need to. And we'll give you money if we need to, right? Like... When it comes to this, and I know like people have said this on Twitter, I'm not new to this, right? But we can't give people money directly. We're leaning towards getting people money. I think it's like a 1200 thing, like a 1200 thing. And that's okay. It's a start, I guess. But we need more. I think it needs to be some type of monthly, weekly type thing, right? If it's 1200 if it's a thousand if it's 2000 whatever right but it can't be a one-time thing and i think right now they're proposing a one-time thing but we don't know how long this is going to go and if we put people back to work 
it's going to be longer. Like the virus won't go away if we put people to get infected by the virus. I thought the whole thing about us staying inside was let the people find the cure and don't overflow the hospital. But if we're going to be outside and we're going to overflow the hospital, then it's not going to go away anytime soon and people are just going to get sick and die continually. So that's what I thought that's what the whole shit was. And now they're saying, look, go go back to work. It's not that serious. No, fuck you. I think like the people that I work for, I think are committed to having you stay home for an extended period of time. And I appreciate that. But some people might say the president said the country is open again. Get the fuck back to work. That's what some companies I imagine might say. And then there's, you know, like the essential workers and all that, like they're overwhelmed. They have people to take care of and then they might get sick as well. Like the people in the hospital, like the hospital is like the least safe place to be right now. Like if you're at the hospital, you need to take like 18 showers before you talk to someone else. You can't go straight from the hospital to the grocery store. You can't you can't be doing that. You got to be sterile when you leave the hospital because you might have that shit on you. Like the hospitals are supposed to be clean, but not right now. I don't I don't want to get within 50 feet of a fucking hospital right now. Absolutely not. That's why I'm staying my cute little butt home. And I think if you can, you should say your cute little butt home too. And we should give people money so that we can survive. And once this whole thing is over with, we can stimulate our economy back up because everyone has money. If we cut off the money and then we just say you don't have money, then once we get out of this thing, we're not going to be able to to spend money how the economy wants us to spend. And then it's all, the whole shit's going to be fucked. But if we have money to save up once we get out of this, right? Then we can we can inject our money back into the economy and we can, you know, start up our businesses again, right? Speaking of businesses, like if you can order takeout from like these like Uber Eats places or whatever, cuz those places like they might not survive this. Like the restaurants might not survive this. So if you can Uber Eats or Postmates, like some local shit, like because Postmates, I believe in my experience, has more local things than Uber Eats does. But if you can Postmates some something local, right, I would recommend you do that. Pay $12 for that $4 meal or whatever because they might not survive, right? Those places might not survive. I'm not worried about McDonald's or Chipotle or anything like that. But like your local burger spot, your lo- local pho place, those people might be struggling right now. So I would highly recommend or encourage you to do that. <sighs> I just yawn. Oh man, I'm trying not to yawn during these things, but it happens, whatever. But yeah, get that local shit, Postmate it, Uber Eats it, whatever. You might not have had that local shit in a while and you know it's good to have some of that local shit like there's a burger place in my city that people claim is better than In-N-Out right they say oh my god these burgers are better than In-N-Out and whether it's better than In-N-Out is your um prerogative your preference right but the same people who say this burger spot is better than In-N-Out haven't been to that burger spot in a decade right they haven't been to that shit since like middle school now's your chance 
that local spot that you haven't been to in a while because you prefer go to McDonald's or whatever, go to that local spot, order takeout. Because McDonald's will be fine. Your local shit might not be. And those are people, that's your community in theory, right? Whoever owns that is like a community member to some extent. So help those people out. Get some takeout. Be safe. You know, use your gloves and shit, but get some takeout, right? And if you can stay home, please do it. And if you're on the front lines, if you're in the trenches, I salute you. Um, if you work, I'm not saluting people like going to the store because we all need to go to the store. People who work at the store, people who work at the hospital, I salute you. The male men and women, male people, I salute them, right? Because they're out there. Like I went to Target. I'm fucking scared in Target. Like, don't get too fucking close to me. Like, that's honestly, it's tough right now. But I wanted to spend a good amount of time. I don't know how long I'm going to run. I feel like during this like quarantine shit, it might be shorter just because I don't want to bog everything down with this Corona shit, but we'll see. But I want to talk about things that I like, things that I'm watching or experiencing right now that I, I fuck with, that I, I want to like show like there's positive aspects to this, right? And people are saying like, oh, you can write a book, you can be productive, all that stuff. We can meditate. If that's you, fine. If you want to work out, fine. That's not what this is about. This is about like the shit I'm watching on Netflix and on the internet and, sh- and stuff like that, right? But anyway, I'm going to start with Netflix because I have a specific type of show that I like on Netflix, right? Netflix has this thing where they'll market something as a comedy and then they'll turn out to be a dramedy. It'll turn out to have some like really sad, deep moments, right? And that's the shit that I eat up. Like it'll be a comedy with like some romance that'll make you cry or like some deep stuff that'll make you cry, but it's still a comedy at the end of the day, right? That's my shit right? And Netflix does that very, very well, in my opinion, right? So I started off with Hentified, which is a play on Gentrified, which just came out pretty popular already. That show is really, really good. And it's, you know, LA, Boyle Heights, and it talks about like, or it's about the struggles of gentrification and how people in the community struggle with or against gentrification. There's romance, there's comedy, there's drama, all that, all of the above. Fantastic. I really, really enjoyed Hentified. It has one season, but it could have more if people like you watch Hentified. So go on Netflix. It should be recommended, honestly. Um, look at Hentified. And then go from there, right? Watch it. It's one season. You have time, probably. You can watch it at night. You can bang out a season. And I can promise that most of you will like it. I can't promise that all of you will like it. But I can promise that most of you will like it. I'm not from LA, but I be in LA. I've been in LA. And it seemed pretty, pretty accurate. Like the culture of LA, it seemed pretty accurate. And they had to have filmed in LA. It looks dead on LA. So I would be surprised if there was any filming that took place outside of the LA area, but it's really good, really, from my perspective, accurate as someone who lives in California, but not LA, right? 
And I just really, really enjoyed it. And I would want a second season to develop some of the things more because it ends on sort of a cliffhanger. And we don't want to be cliffhanged for too long, right? So watch Hand Day 5, that's for sure, right? The next one is something that I would assume is not getting another season, and that is Disjointed. And Disjointed is the same sort of like comedy that has some drama, has some sadness in it. Disjointed. And Disjointed surprised me. Disjointed is about a family-run medical marijuana dispensary. It's a workplace comedy. It stars Kathy Bates and a bunch of people you've never heard of, right? And all the actors do, like, a good job. Actually, I think one of the people on it is on Saturday Night Live now. So maybe one person you've heard of, right? But the actors do a great job. And it's, you know, a typical comedy with like a laugh track and all that stuff, right? And it's goofy because they're smoking weed. And of course, it's going to be goofy and there's going to be hallucinations. And it's a medical marijuana dispensary also set in Southern California, LA area, right? But it was just really, really good. Like, it was just that type of goofy comedy that you could just put on, relax, turn off your brain, and then go from there. But then I turned off my brain, and then it made me turn my brain back on again. Because they were talking about mental health. They were talking about, like, interracial relationships. They are talking about mother and son relationships. They are talking about, like, how marijuana has been stigmatized should medical marijuana be legal or not in different people's opinions on it and there's you know this will they won't they relationship towards the end and it ends on a sad note it really does i'm not going to spoil what that ending is but disjointed two seasons netflix i'm pretty sure they're not getting another season but they might they might bring it back they might run it back one more time if you let them um but Disjointed was something that was really good as well, right? And I would recommend you watch that. Next, The Circle Brazil. Now, The Circle America was pretty popular. I don't need to tell you about The Circle America. The Circle Brazil is is popping, all right? It's popping. I don't speak Portuguese. I don't know what languages you speak, but you need the subtitles. You need to pay more attention, right? It's not impossible. You can do it. I believe in you. You know how to read. If you know how to read, you'll be fine, right? But the Circle Brazil has a lot of similar characters to the Circle America, I guess. Like there's a person who's similar to Chris from the season, if you know. There's a lot of bisexuality in both countries versions of the circle there's a lot of flirtation and all that but it also has its own brazilian flavor right it they also go on their own brazilian personalities so i recommend if you like the circle if you like those reality dating shows try out the circle brazil right try out some of these other countries um and then another recommendation i have and this is more broad but there's a lot of Indian content on Netflix and it's there if you look for it, right? And it's not like hidden or anything, but you just got to get the ball rolling, search for one Indian show, and then the rest of the Indian shows will start getting recommended. And I gotta say, I kind of like the Indian shows. Like there are Indian shows from what I've seen, there's a lot of, um, translanguaging i guess you could say um by translanguaging i sort of mean like going from one dialect or one language to another 
right? And like sort of mixing between them. And India is a multicultural, multilingual place, or it's a large country with a lot of cultures and languages and religions. So you see a lot of that translanguaging going on in the in the shows, right? And I'm a person who likes language and I studied language. So that type of shit is interesting to me off the jump. But Indian Netflix tests out some shows. There's a lot of like romance. There's a lot of like workplace or school comedies on there or school dramas. Pretty good, right? I like it a lot. We're going from there. I'm looking for more like black shit on Netflix, like black comedies, black, you know, sitcoms, that type of thing. I'm looking for more of that. And I haven't gotten too far into that. And there's a couple stand up specials that I want to see. Um, I believe Taylor Tomlinson, I believe, is up next, which is for me anyway, is up next, which is like it's called Quarter Life Crisis, which as a 25 year old, I can fucking relate because um, I'm probably not going to live to be 100. So the quarter of my life is probably already past. So we're having those existential crises every fucking day. Thanks, life. But whatever. So those are a couple of things on my radar. But I'm also watching Pokemon. Netflix has the first season of Pokemon in full on their shit. And I don't need to tell you about Pokemon, but you probably haven't watched it in a while, right? And I've tried, I'm a huge Pokemon fan. I love Pokemon. I've tried to rewatch the first season and I haven't been able to get past the first couple episodes because I've seen them so many times that I get bored of like the first three episodes, right? And it's almost sort of like the games, like the Pokemon games always have like an introduction and it's like, bro, I've been playing Pokemon for 20 years. I know this shit, but they still have like those like tutorials and those like practice trainers and all that stuff, right? They still have that in there. And the first season of Pokemon, the first like three, four episodes is like that. It's like, bro, I know this already. Like, get me the fuck out of here. Let me get to the good stuff, right? But in a game, you can just sort of button mash your way through the the tutorial and you just go into the meat and then for the actual Pokemon show, you have to like watch it or you can skip it, go to like skip straight to like episode 10 and then you'll be fine. And what I've noticed about the Pokemon anime this time around, like it's not like super complex. It is for kids. Like I believe the rating is like seven, like Y seven or something like that. It's not that it's really deep television, but there are so many puns in Pokemon. Like Team Rocket, Ash and Brock and Misty, they make so many puns. Like there's like 50 puns an episode. And if you like puns, like cheesy puns, good puns, whatever, watch Pokemon. Pokemon has you covered with puns. There's so many puns, I can't even believe it. And it is like pretty funny. Like to me, it's like, oh, it's funny in like a cheesy way. And you know, it's solid you know animation for the time like pokemon came out 20 odd years ago and you get to see like some of that old school animation you get to see the pokemon you know and love i love pokemon still so i like some of the newer pokemon as well as the older pokemon but if you like the older pokemon if you never progress past the original you'll like it right just put it on look for the puns and go from there i promise 
you'll have a good time if you like Pokemon already. And you know, the battle sequencing is so much different than what the games is. Like, you forget in the Pokemon games, if you only play the games, that like these battles, when you animate them, turn out so much different, or they can turn out so much different. And they have a lot more liberty in animation than they do in the video games to like fuck with Pokemon's move sets or like what they can do and like movements and stuff like that. So I highly recommend giving Pokemon another shot, right? And I don't know how much Pokemon content is on Netflix, but definitely Indigo League, which is season number one, is on Netflix. And you can watch that shit right the fuck now. And that's something that I recommend for you. And now, moving on to YouTube, right? There are a couple of channels that I saw on YouTube that I sort of discovered on YouTube. Or I didn't discover them, but I found out about them. One is Michael Persad. So it's a... These are just their regular names. I'm assuming they're their real names. Michael Persad is the first one. And Michael Persad is... I don't know if comedian is the right word. He's definitely funny. I don't know if he would identify himself as a comedian. And that's why I hesitate to say it. But he's definitely funny. But he provides like commentary reaction on dumb shit on the internet. And other people do the same genre like i believe they're like commentary comedians or whatever like there's other people that do it where they like they find the craziest shit on the internet and then they sort of react to it they make jokes about it they they edit in their opinions or they like make parodies of the video while they're watching the video right that's not uncommon right but michael persad he's a little bit lower on the key But he's just as funny, if not funnier, as some of these other people out there. And I really, I found his videos like a week ago, and I've just been watching Michael Persaud videos. He's finding, you know, weird trends. He's finding interesting TV shows or new video ideas or something like that from people that you might like, maybe you don't like. But I think even if you like the people in question, you can still find some humor in the video and he just does a lot of commentary and things like that so michael michael spelled normally persad p-e-r-s-a-d is a youtube channel that i've i've been watching just going through the archives looking at the old videos watching the old videos that i find pretty funny so if you're into new youtubers that you want to look into or you're on youtube or you're done with netflix and you're looking to chill Michael Persaud might be the guy for you. And the next person that I'm going to introduce you to potentially is a woman named Murphy Napier. Murphy, not spelled like Eddie Murphy, but it's M-E-R-P-H-Y. Napier, I'm assuming it's Napier. It might be Napier, I don't know. Um, N-A-P-I-E-R, right? And I'm assuming that's the real name. And... I found Murphy Napier on accident, I guess, Um, or it was recommended to me, right? It was Harry Potter. It was a Harry Potter video, right? And she's a book reviewer. She reads a lot of books. She reviews books. She goes over what works and what doesn't work in books. And I found her off of a Harry Potter video. Side note, by the way, because I work with students like these Gen Z kids. 
I don't know if it's just my students, but Gen Z does not give an absolute fuck about Harry Potter. Like, it's very generational from what I see, but whatever. Murphy Napier, Harry Potter video, and it was like something like plot holes in Harry Potter Goblet of Fire, something like that, or like pointing out the things in the Harry Potter Goblet of Fire that don't make complete sense or don't really work together or didn't work in the story and murphy napier likes harry potter probably more than you do um from what it seemed like to me so she's just going over some of the inconsistencies in the series right and that was what drew me in because i know harry potter i've read the books i've seen the movies right so i clicked on what the plot holes in harry potter could be right so i clicked on it i enjoyed it i thought she was very thorough and it was honestly she talked about a lot of shit that i didn't remember right it's just like oh like i remember that sort of vaguely or it's a scene that i completely forgot about right but even though it was shit that i didn't remember or shit that i didn't recall i still found it entertaining right so then i watched a bunch of her harry potter videos right a bunch of harry potter plot holes and what she loves about harry potter like reviews about harry potter and then i was like okay I need more of this. Like, I like what this person is doing. I'm buying what she is selling, right? So I went for more, right? I was like, I'll know if I really fuck with this content if I can go to a book, because she reviews books, remember, I can go to a book that I've never read before, that I have no idea what it is, right? And if I can do that and I can find enjoyment in that, then... I'll know that I can subscribe. I'll know that this is someone for me, someone who I can watch, someone who I can be entertained by for potentially the rest of my life. So I went on a book, a random book. I don't remember the title of the book she was reviewing, but I was like, okay, this is thorough. This is, you know, smart. There's, you know, sharp insights it's not like a comedian i wouldn't say murphy napier is a comedian like michael persad is but it's just really detailed fun book reviewing stuff right and if you like books if you read books or if you don't honestly like you don't have to read books to enjoy a a review a reaction anything like that i don't think so anyway right if you're interested murphy napier m-e-r-p-h-y space N-A-P-I-E-R, no space after that. Book reviews, book content, reading content, reading updates, all that stuff. She also recently posted a video about working from home, which might be helpful for you. I am planning on posting a working from home video on my YouTube channel, like probably before this podcast goes up on my YouTube channel. It should, this podcast should be live at the same time about as the new YouTube video should be live. But once this podcast goes on YouTube, it'll be a little bit later because it takes a long time to upload podcasts to YouTube for reasons. Don't ask me why. But she did one first and she probably did it better. And I'm I'm recommending it. This is the recommendation pod for sure, right? For you to be you know, entertained throughout however long this is going to be, right? Surprisingly, I didn't listen to many podcasts. Like, I have to catch up on my podcast because this, like, week, I haven't really listened to podcasts. I've been, like, watching shit. I haven't been listening to as much shit, 
right? But anyway, those are some of the, the YouTube things. Now we're moving on to TikTok. TikTok, the app that some people love, some people hate, and some people love to hate, right? And of course, there's like the major TikTok stars on there. They're fine. They're, they're great. But I'm not really talking about them. There's a couple of users on there that I have gravitated toward. One is named Keats Did It, I believe. I might, I might have these usernames a little bit off because they are usernames and not real people names. But Keats Did It, K-E-A-T-S-D-I-D-I-T. And he does skits on TikTok. I don't know if that's the only thing he does, but he's been doing a lot of skits on TikTok. And the one that caught my eye was streaming platforms, like if streaming platforms argued, like if Netflix was arguing with Hulu and then HBO Go comes into it and then Crunchyroll gets into it and like all the streaming services. And I thought that was really funny. And I was like, I fuck with this. And he does a little bit more of that. I fuck with Keats did it for sure. Next one, his name is Curtis Roach. And you might have heard of Curtis Roach because he's done something viral recently where he was talking about being bored in the house. And he goes, Bored in the house, I'm bored in the house, bored, bored in the house, bored in the house, bored, bored in the house, bored in the house, bored. But he does it like a lot cooler and better than what I just did. So Curtis Roach, and he's been making funny like TikTok content, like funny skits, funny reactions, funny, you know, commentary on his TikTok page. So Curtis Roach, he's more than just a one hit viral wonder. Go follow Curtis Roach. Go look at Curtis Roach TikToks as well. Because he seems to be pretty funny as well. And I, I fuck with it. And the last one is Cooking with Shireen. All one word. Cooking with Shireen, I believe, is S-H-E-R-E-E-N. And I don't know if Cooking with Shireen is Italian. But she does do a lot of Italian food from what I'm thinking. And it's a cooking-based channel, of course, right? And she's funny, punchy, quick, one-minute recipes. And Italians are really, really big on TikTok. Again, I don't know if Cooking with Shireen is Italian, but she's making Italian food. And Italians thrive on TikTok. Like, if you're Italian and you, like, want to make content about being Italian, or you have, like, an Italian family, or you, like, know about Italy even... Like, get the fuck on TikTok because you can make a lot of people happy with your Italian content on TikTok, right? But cooking with Shireen, a little vulgar, but I like a little bit of vulgarity. I don't mind a little bit of cuss words in my cooking content, right? One minute recipes, really fast, really easy, or the recipes aren't necessarily easy, but the videos are easy to watch and I fuck with that. So cooking with Shireen on TikTok. That's great, right? And then next up, we're going to move over to Twitter and a couple of things. Animal Crossing. I don't play Animal Crossing. Never played it. May never play it. But the memes on Animal Crossing are fantastic. I know enough about Animal Crossing to know about the memes. Animal Crossing memes are fantastic. Play Animal Crossing so that you can meme it. That's all I have to say. Animal Crossing memes have been fantastic. There hasn't been a bad Animal Crossing meme. I will want to say or ask, 
Can you colonize people's islands in Animal Crossing? Because if I can colonize people's islands, I don't like colonization in real life, right? I would never colonize your island in real life. But in the game, let me colonize some islands and I am fucking sold. 100% sold. You don't have to ask me twice. Just fucking do it. I'm sold, right? Now, next, highly quarantined which is a play on highly questionable, highly quarantined clips on Twitter, which is highly questionable is Dan Lebatar's ESPN show, sports commentary. If you're in the sports commentary, they're doing highly quarantined, which is highly questionable, but like on a Zoom chat, they have Katie Nolan on there, Mina Kimes on there, Bomani Jones, Dominique Foxworth, pa- Pablo Torre has been on there. All, the, all those people, really good stuff on Twitter. You can find it. Highly, just go to Highly Questionable's Twitter page and it should be there. But they're doing it highly quarantined and it's fan-fucking-tastic. It's like the low-tech stuff like is great, right? I love low-tech stuff. Almost as good as like high-quality produced shit, right? In an honorable mention, I saw marble racing on TikTok like people racing marbles and commentating it as if it was sports that was fantastic as well marble racing thrilling exhilarating go watch some marble racing just look up google youtube twitter i'm sure i'm sure you'll find it right and then last i just want to give a shout out to regular people i feel like this quarantine has showed us how funny regular ass people are right Regular people are just funny, right? Everyone has the capacity to be funny. And on Instagram specifically, we're doing a lot of challenges, a lot of live concerts, a lot of Instagram lives. And I'm telling you, don't let anybody fuck with you. Go live on Instagram, post an IGTV, do a challenge, do anything because we need interaction. We need to interact with other people. Go live on Instagram, post that video, do that. You might make someone's day. You might go viral. Who cares? Just do it, right? We're in the age of content. If you need to pull out some content, you don't have anything else to fucking do, make some content. I don't care if everyone's following the trend and you want to follow the trend too. Follow the fucking trend. Do it. Have fun, right? Because once we have fun with this content thing, we'll just have a content goldmine. Like, and as quarantine is going on and on and we're getting less and less vitamin d the content is just getting nuttier and nuttier right so let's get fucking nutty let's do it let's get nutty let's make all the content and i want to shout out to like all the live concerts i know her has done a concert dj d nice shout out to him sean mendez camila cabello did a concert concert um miley cyrus is doing live shows on Instagram TV, whatever, just do it. Whatever you want to do, whether it's celebrity, whether you're a regular person, just make it. Make something, have some fun with it. Doesn't have to be perfect, just have fun. And we'll we'll be fine, right? But I think that's all I want to talk about now. I don't want to talk about too much of the negative stuff. I wanted to give you things that I like for right now. And I will see you next week. Um, We'll talk about more stuff. What's going on in the world. If we need to talk about more serious stuff, we'll talk about more serious stuff. But 
For now, I just want to give you some like Netflix recommendations and just chill for a little bit, right? Um, and yeah, the episodes right now are kind of short just because I don't want to bog you down with all these things, right? But hopefully, you know, we'll be back to normal as soon as we can and we'll, we'll talk about new things, right? Because it's just like, fuck, there's not much to talk about, but we'll talk about new things or I'll figure out something to talk about. Don't worry, but I'll see you next week. Um, please be safe. I love you. I mean it when I say that. Please be safe. Wash hands six feet apart. You know the deal already. You know what time it is. Just do it. Have fun. Stay inside. Love you. All right. Bye. See you next week. Thank you.